Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast, where every week we come together. And we discuss all the nonsense that went down on 90 Day Fiance. This season of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, is what's being covered right now. And we're here to talk about episode 10 on the Hot Mess Express. I am your host and conductor, Puyazan Bikili, ready to break all of it down. And I'm joined by the first returning guest of this season. We've got for you today the host of the Married at First Sight Rahap Up. It is the one and only Asia Welsh. Asia, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. I don't know how I can come on the heels of all the hot takes that Jason provided last week, (laughs) but I'm going to try. There were so many moments that was like, oh my gosh, I got to talk about this on the podcast about how I disagree. But then it turned into literally every take on every couple. I was like, wow, Jason with the hot takes. Um, But no, I don't, I don't completely disagree with him on everything, but I'm so excited to revisit them because You know, seeing them at the very beginning and kind of forming my opinions based on, okay, which couples do I think, you know, are in a good place to where they are now is just, it's been a wild ride. (laughs) It really has been. And yeah, Jason came on last week, you know, (laughs) to ha-ha me with his Jenny and Sumit prediction from last year, but Mm -hmm. then like gave us so many more things to document and time capsule for later to see if um, he'll come out on top. So we'll find out in a couple seasons (laughs) if those age well. I don't think they will, but we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and I feel like we're at a point now where it's just like, okay, yes, we have Armando and Kenny, which, okay, oh my gosh, the mind blowing news from Jason um, last week. But I'm like, outside of them, I really don't have a rooting interest in any of these couples because of one, either one of them or both. That is the correct take to have. Um, there's really only one positive beacon of hope in this season and honestly in the franchise currently, and that is Kenny and Armando. Everyone else has at least one, if not two elements of trash in it that uh, makes it hard to root for. Absolutely. It's like, I just, I don't know. I, I just want them to kind of, like, if they're going to have such back to back, just, just, I mean, t- just drama filled segments, at least give me a segment on why do you like this person? 
Because I've lost that. I don't get why any of them are with the person that they're with. Like, what what do you genuinely like about this person that you are so, quote unquote, madly in love with them? Because some of these people are not worth the drama that they're putting their partner through. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, though. And then we'll how about we kick it off today where, yes. you know, Jason uh, came back for. Let's go to Ginny and Sumit to start it off. You know, speaking of couples that shouldn't work, are confusing. Why, what's happening? Why are they still here? We'll go over to them. And, you know, the last time we saw them, obviously, the whole storyline revolves around one thing. Sumit's parents are back and they're visiting them for the weekend. They're staying with them so that they can teach Jenny how to live. It's like a bizarro Barney Stinson type situation where they're going to teach Jenny how to be like everything they think she should be. Now, we also got the bombshell last week that Sumit's big dream is if they can all live together. That's a pipe dream. That'll never happen. So the episode starts with Jenny is sick. So apparently the night before, Jenny couldn't sleep uh, because she got diarrhea. She was vomiting. It's not been a good time for her. And uh, Sumit's relaying this message over to his parents. And Asia... Sumit's mom doesn't care. She gives zero bowel movements about Jenny's sickness. I'm like, I'm genuinely concerned. Like, what sickness do I have to have to feel any sympathy? Because empathy's out the door. Any type of sympathy Hmm. from Sumit's mom. Like, what would she care about? I feel like even if Jenny had broken a leg, she's like, no. Here? We get things done even with broken legs. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what kind of pain you're in. You are going to get in here and clean this dish. I am just, (laughs) it it blows my mind. She couldn't have one moment of feeling unwell. No. And imagine, imagine being in a place where you need a doctor's note to reside in your very own (laughs) house. Like I despise my work when they were like, bring a doctor's note. I'm like, I'm sick. But I'm going to like lug my butt over to get a note from the doctor. She was like, I don't believe it. I don't I don't think it's the case. And in the confession, she was like, you know, she got one case of diarrhea and she's bedridden. Even if I got three, four, five cases of diarrhea, I would still do stuff. I was like, why? Stay in bed. That's actually a choice of yours. You don't have to get up and be on the move when you're feeling a five percent at your best. Like it. I felt so bad for Jenny. I mean, I feel bad for her in this whole living arrangement because it's one thing if the couple agrees, let's live with our fam- uh, your parents. We need help. Mm. You know, like there are kids involved. A lot of people will live with their parents if they want help, you know, with the kids or um, with the household chores or anything because they live such a busy lifestyle. Like they need assistance. Well, this is not a mutual agreement. So meat just doesn't care. And so that in itself is already a little bit like a a little bit problematic on Jenny's end. And then I feel bad for her on top of that, that his mom is doing everything in her power to make Jenny feel less than <laughs> like this, this woman can't even be sick in peace. No, that's not allowed apparently because <laughs> no. here's the thing. It's one thing if she's just like, I don't trust it. You know, I don't believe her. She's yeah. like, it's not, she's not sick, but Sumit like gets his parents like, okay, you guys want some tea? They go out, they sit outside to have tea. And she's like, let's go wake her up. 
I don't. Yeah, she needs to wake up. I'm going to go wake her up. And Sumit's like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go get her. It's like, no, let's all go. So all three of them barge into this room that Jenny's laying in and basically say, yeah, I don't think you're sick. And then Sumit has to then translate. Yeah, they don't believe that you're sick. Yeah. And I wanted to melt and just not be watching the show anymore. It was so uncomfortable. I mean, at this point, is Sumit in a relationship with Jenny? Because she, he never has her back. Like, this is the no. perfect opportunity to be like, look, my fiance or however he wants, girlfriend, fiance, wants it, it is sick. I, she just needs a moment. Like, can y'all understand that? That she needs the morning to rest. She's not feeling well. He never steps up to be her partner, her defender, her support system. And so just like Jenny has the short end of the stick in at every angle right now. Every time, every time there is no victories in the Jenny <laughs> column ever. I yes. feel like she it's like she can't do anything right with them. Right. And I understand that, you know, the argument is, well, we're here for the you said a weekend. We're here for the weekend. Yeah, but she got sick. Like you right. know, things happen all the time. Like un, unforeseen circumstances. Clearly not the case. But that's not even the most bizarre part of the episode. With them. Oh, no. So then they, they're like, get up. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go take a bath. Maybe I'll feel better. They're like, yeah, yeah, go take a bath. And then um, Sumit comes into the room later and he's like, so my mom wants to see you. Uh, she wants you to do yoga with her. So you're like, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't do yoga. So I feel like I'm being set up to fail again. I was like, <laughs> and, and truthfully, my honest thought was, Jenny, it's just yoga. It's calm. Like, you exactly. Know, That's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, you know, if she weren't in this situation, just doing yoga for the first time, you don't ever do it. You can have fun with it. But she knows she's about to be judged for it. Exactly. And <laughs> so then she goes to do yoga and I was like, oh, Sumit's dad will also be there. So it's the three of them. They go up to the rooftop and, you know, they put their mats out, start doing yoga. I'm like, hey, it's outside. It's yoga. I don't do <laughs> yoga myself, but I feel like it looked like it would be, you know, relaxing, fun even. So then. The, um, and and um, Sumit's mom used to teach yoga. So she's very clearly through what we see in the episode. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then the dad's no slouch either. He's doing it. Jenny's trying. Bless her heart. Has some bad yes. moments. But where they lost me completely and, and I had to watch with like one eye open oh was they, there should have been a trigger warning. There should have been. So I will relay the info to the best of what I understood. And if I messed it up, you feel free to correct me. So Sumit's dad gives Sumit's mom like mustard oil to, I guess, sniff on to clear the sinus. But then it was attached to this like little string thing. And then she like put the string up her nose and then she brought the other side of the string out of her mouth. And then she kind of like. Like, what do you call that? Like, you know, like, she like, like massaged it. Like she had, she was holding on to both ends, one through her nose, yeah. through her mouth, and then moving it back and forth. Yes. Kind of like cleanse out the sinuses or maybe. And like, that's one thing, but it didn't seem pleasant. Like she was gagging and, yes. and making noises while applying them. Like, this does not seem relaxing at all. Yoga's over. Everything we just did <laughs> right. got reset. I'm more stressed than before we started yoga now. Right. Exactly. Like I could I see it being I could see it being like a significant practice 
as, as a part of their culture, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole experience with the gagging and just the, like, if, if I'm on the verge of you triggering my gag reflex, reflex and I'm not even a part of this situation, I can only imagine how Jenny felt in this moment thinking, oh my gosh, I am probably up next. I don't want to yeah. do this. Cause when I started with the mustard seed oil, I was like, okay cool maybe that's something i should try that she because he was just dripping in in, in her nose yeah. like, oh, okay maybe she's just like you know you sniff it and then blow your nose and you're good but when they started that massaging thing oh my gosh and then he turned around did he use the same string is my question i, I only saw one string in shot so maybe which mm-hmm. again i don't know anything about anything but <laughs> it looked painful the whole process did not look pleasant so yeah, I was very out on it. I was like, oh, I would definitely be like Jenny. Be like, I'm sorry, this one's not for me. Right. <laughs> and then they were like, but don't you want to like, you know, get healthy and stuff? And Jenny was like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy some ointment or something. Right. Some like skincare routine going. I'm not doing this. Yeah. You know, I do remember after Samit's dad did it, he was pouring water over it. So I think that mm-hmm. was his way of like, oh, this is me cleaning it out with what was in my nose and mouth. Now you can put it in. So it was just like, oh my, yeah, I, I, I think there should have been a warning before that commercial break. Like, Hey, just so you know, might be something in this next segment, but I, yeah, yeah. like you said, I don't blame Jenny for opting out. And, and let me put one out for the listeners. If you've ever done this or seen this go down before, um, feel free to add me on Twitter at Puyism. Let me know, like, what is the process? Is it as brutal as, as Sumit's mom may have made it sound? I mean, when I saw it physically, I was like, oh, I would be making those noises too, probably worse. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, ultimately, I feel like, again, this is one of those things where they, the, both Sumit's mom and dad would have known for sure that this is something Jenny's going to like be shocked by and probably not partake in, right? Absolutely. You know, like, you know, once someone tweets you like this, what what was going on here? Um, and really, okay, these dogs just want to be a part of the conversation. I swear they've been quiet all day. Um, <laughs> They're outraged too. <laughs> right? They are. Um, I think it was one of those things like this could have been like we do this once a year. And the, the one time we do this is going to be in front of Jenny. So she uh, she is aware because I, I can't see this. I mean, maybe they do it often, once a month. It's like, so. Maybe it's like flossing. Maybe it's a daily right. routine. I don't know. You got to keep it up or else, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jenny. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing like this season out. with her. Yeah. No, I, I feel, I really do feel bad for, for Jenny here because she is, it feels like she's set up to fail. 1000%. She's just set up to fail with Absolutely. this family with no signs of, you know, recovering, no signs of improvement. And I say improvement as in in their eyes. And it's not going to help where, again, she has no one. She's an army of one because Sumit is helping her nada. The only Mm -hmm. thing Sumit did that was somewhat redeeming was, but she's sick. And like, see, now she woke up, she got up because of y'all. But again, no, get her to come do yoga. I don't care about this. I'm not giving her a participation medal for waking up. I was like, yeah. And he doesn't push back. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's frustrating to say the least. The next time on with them, because of course we're going to always see them is yeah. um, Sumit's mom is going to summon Jenny for a one-on-one. I don't know what that's <laughs> going to entail, but we'll see. Right. Cause you know, it has to be something because if you're living in the same place as them, there are plenty of opportunities for you to talk directly to Jenny. If you're asking for a one-on-one when there is a communication barrier, there's a language barrier here. 
this is she wants to say something important. And <laughs> I I mean, she has said the worst to Jenny. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what it could be at this point. I mean, all I can think of is that um this this is not gonna be a good conversation at oh, best yeah. case scenario. So meets mom's like, all right, you got punked. This was all just a big ruse and you took it like a champ. You're good in the family. That'll mm-hmm. never happen, but that would be best case scenario. So I would say right. look for the worst case scenarios. Yeah, I think the only way for Jenny to come out on top here is if she were actually born a different person. If she were actually born um, 30 years later mm-hmm. as an Indian woman, then she would come out. She would have success in this family with Samit's mom. But she needs the fact that she can't to, do that. <laughs> yeah, she needs to find a way to time travel, go mm-hmm. into the future, find the elixir of life, bring it yes. back, drink it, and then she's set. Yes. Yes. She would be in perfect shape at that point. No, we're wrong. <laughs> then she'll take the elixir, right? Then she gets back in the time machine. She goes back like 15, 20, 30 years, learns all the ins and outs of yoga, takes an intensive course on Indian cuisine, yeah. then comes back, <laughs> and then still has to set an alarm for 6 a.m. every morning. Then yes. <laughs> I mean, how do, how do his parents like because usually and especially what we're seeing right now on like Married at First Sight is these guys are having these unrealistic expectations. And so it's drastically failing, whereas it's like his mom has way higher expectations than he does. And so here we are, because even if they're in a position where they both lived with them permanently, She's going to be married to his parent. Well, really his mom. She's going to be married to his mom, not Smeet, because he clearly, he can't make any decision when they're in his presence. And like, that's the thing, right? Is that this isn't Sumit being like, this is what I want in a partner. Sumit's perfectly happy with the life they have. This is mm-hmm. her doing stuff to appease them. But if it works for both members of the relationship, then I see nothing wrong with it. So for example, if um you're in a relationship where you're like, for example, my relationship, Liana's mm-hmm. an early riser. She wakes up like 7, 8 a.m., starts the day, sometimes 6 a.m., goes to work, does her own stuff. I wake up closer to like 9.30 to like 11, somewhere in there. And like, that's fine. That works mm-hmm. with us. But if one of us was unhappy about it, then it's a different story. Then you got to like try and find the compromise. If they have no problem with any of this, they don't need a compromise. She's literally doing all this to get their blessing because Sumit literally will not put a ring on her finger unless he has their blessing. So Sumit's basically said, I don't have to do anything difficult here. You need to do all these things. They need to approve of you. I'm just going to sit here and be mama's boy for like a weekend and it'll be great. (laughs) He's happy. He is perfectly content because he isn't on the receiving end of any of this thing, any of these things that are happening. This is his dream scenario. And he probably sees this interaction between Jenny and his mom as like, this is a hiccup. We'll get past this. We're all completely not acknowledging how Jenny feels in this situation. So I just don't see where they go from here. Yeah, in in Sumit's head, this whole weekend, this dynamic is a he's living in a sitcom. And it's like, oh shucks, my parents think my wife to be is a little bit like this. And my wife doesn't like my parents. Hi, I'm Sumit. And welcome to my nonsense life. Like, shut up, Sumit. Okay. Stop it. Oh gosh. All right. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. There's nothing else left here to salvage, sadly, and, and good enough. Let's just move on because I would like <laughs> to. All right. Let's go over to Providencia and uh, let's visit our new couple of the season. You know, we talked last time you were here, we discussed at length the mm-hmm. pizza shop um, acumen that Ellie had. And yes. now Ellie has a partner and a big, big recovery project for their house. Yeah. And they, I mean, I feel like when you go through a big situation, that is a true testament of your relationship because that shows how you handle things. That shows if y'all can work together. So this is like a, this is like the, not the perfect scenario, but an ideal scenario to see if you can actually, if can this person be your partner in life with any challenges that come your way? Yes, this is a very big challenge, but they clearly have different priorities. They communicate awfully together um neither one is trying to see the other's perspective so i'm just like she she would have been she would have done better off staying in seattle because i actually think he probably would be further along with whatever he would want to be doing and rebuilding (laughs) because now he's having to like work with her yeah well it's interesting the dynamic the two of them share because he mentions in this episode like he had a whole place set up for them ready to go Five days before she arrives, hurricane happens, destroys all of it. And I'm sure he hates showing her their future in this situation because mm-hmm. he's like, I know what it looked like. Yeah. I know where I want to get it to. I wish you didn't see it like this and I need to fix it ASAP. And he's clearly there's still like quite a bit of PTSD from what happened. Obviously, he survives, you know, a whole like what category five hurricane. Yeah. His family survives the hurricane. And now he's got to build it all up with his partner. And I feel like it's, it's interesting because I I don't necessarily think like, I'm not here being like Ellie's like the worst. No, but I think Ellie, there's still like some other parts of this relationship that are not fully tuned. It's like a guitar. It's not fully tuned right now. So it's not sounding right. So then he's on edge at their house while they're fixing stuff and she's taking it as a personal attack. And Mm -hmm. the way he's saying it does come off very like, you know, little douchey, little annoying. But then also I think it's more so he's just trying. So he's like, okay, we have to do the big pieces first, then the little pieces. But then he also says, I've, I would like for her to just relax and do her own thing so that I could, I could just take care of it. So it's clear. He has a vision of how he wants it to go and it has to go the specific way he's doing it. But then he's not communicating that to her. Instead, he's throwing out little comments every time she asks a question because he has a short temper about it. So I feel like they have stuff they need to work on, but given the natural disaster that has hit their house, yeah, I can see why that's been on the back burner. Right, right. And so, yeah, that's that's the tough part about, I don't know, because, yeah, because what do you do? Halt all of that so you can solve these other issues, so you right. can tune up all these other things, but then it's like, okay, if we don't have a roof over our head, you know, are we focused on the most important thing right now? It's like, I don't know, you know, because at this point she's just, I think she should just be looking at it as and him too. She's just helping out how she can um, until they can figure out themselves. I don't think they should be looking at this as they about, I think they shouldn't focus on their future, which I think she gets caught up with, you know, where she's focusing on the clothes and then she's like, I don't, I'm having second thoughts about all of this. Like they should definitely just compartmentalize Think about right now, our goal is to rebuild. Then let's focus on us right now. Maybe right now we don't think about there being an us. 
Right, right. I mean, right now, focus on operation, rebuild, remodel, and then you will be able to navigate the other stuff. That's why almost I feel like once she saw he's okay, because she, she mentioned she's like, I have to, I'm supporting him a lot financially and emotionally. I feel like the best thing she could do is ask him what his plans are to, to redo. Ask him if she, he needs any of her help. And then if not, she just leave him be. He'll work on the stuff. And then once it's like recovered, she comes back, she comes in and they restart their life together. Because yeah. right now it's like, y'all have to pretty much put everything on hold to do all this because you can't do, you can't like navigate both things clearly. Like it's not working because it's right. so much Impossible. miscommunication going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's see, is there anything we missed here? Yeah, the place looked like it was flooded. Um, yeah. There was a freezer that was filled with rust that um, she was like, is this a freezer? He was like, yeah, don't open that. I was like, yeah. what's in the freezer? <laughs> well, when you have no electricity, you know. It's going to be stanky. Just, right. But it's like, okay, if we have things that are in there that are cold, if you don't open it, that will keep it cold for a little bit longer than if you were to open it. So there, yeah, is, but there's I, a couple of things he's trying to salvage in there. Maybe, you know, some pizza rolls or, you know, something. But like still, at this point, it's been what, at least a couple of weeks. Surely it's still not maintained its like integrity in that freezer. Right. <laughs> if so, this is like the world's best deep freezer. Truly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, they, they you know, they, they're sitting on like these rusty chairs outside at night. They like made a little fire there. I don't know how they're living in that place at the moment, but it does have running water. We learned. So that's which she thought it didn't because I was like, OK, no water, no electricity. That's that's the situation here. And then for her to find yeah. out he, that they did have water and she questioned it to him. And he's just like, what have we you're asking if we have water just a very sarcastic answer just that tipped her off she's like how am i supposed to know we have water well you know yeah okay. like <laughs> by no means am i siding with victor yeah but the scene where she was do she was cleaning dishes in the midst of this like rundown house that they're supposed to build up i was like I'd use paper plates if I could for now. I wouldn't mind just oh, eating absolutely. out of a napkin. Like, I don't need plates right now. Why are we <laughs> cleaning the plates? Right. She was <laughs> focused on everything he did not want to focus on, from the clothes to the dishes. Um, exactly. Because he was just like, he was, she's like, oh my gosh, these clothes are drenched. He's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm just going to throw them away. She's like, well, I guess he just has all the clothes in the world. It's like, what else do you want right. him to do? Wash it with no electricity? <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I feel like the story with them, I don't know how far it's episode 10. And we, this is the first time we're getting insight into their personal dynamics, their struggles yeah. and their communication barriers. Like up until this point, nine episodes in, it was all about the, the disaster and the implications mm -hmm. that had on Victor's life, not so much the Ellie and Victor dynamic. So yeah. we'll keep an eye on where they're going to go. And then they don't even have a next time on. So I know. Are we, we're never going to find out what happens with these two. I feel like their story is so insignificant to the yes. season that it just doesn't matter. Right. Like I literally couldn't form like that because we got like two segments from them. And the second one, I realized I didn't even take any notes because it was so insignificant. But I'm mm -hmm. like, if we just keep skipping them every other week, we're never going to get to a conclusion. Yeah, I feel like um, last season of 90 Day Fiance, like regular, we had um, 
Andrew and Amira. And with them, we skipped quite a bit, but it was so filled with drama every yeah. time that yeah. we got a full, even though the relationship went nowhere, mm-hmm. we still got a, a decent chunk of storyline and, and plot line to figure out where they were going. With them, I couldn't tell you anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We might as well just leave them here and move on to our next couple. who We right. can actually talk quite a bit about, even though they um, had probably a more quiet episode. Right. But let's go over and talk about Ari and Binyam. I have so many thoughts running through my mind with that. <laughs> so Asia, take us, take it away. Start it with us. I just, it, okay. So this, this family of hers. So we have Ari, she is back in the U S and her mom and sister are trying to convince her, look, the healthcare is better in the U S y'all might as well just stay here. Um, and her mom's like, yeah, he like, th- y- there's no reason for y'all to go back. He doesn't answer the phone. He's out every night. and it's just like the they're like the exact um replica of just like negative just it negative advice like these people are not thinking about what's best for Ari as a person they're thinking about what's best for them to be able to have uh you know the mom is thinking okay I want my grandson here in the US not in Ethiopia and so we also find out that his friends like Benium's friend, because they're complaining about Benium. So we find out that his friends have set up a studio in their house. And and basically this whole conversation ends with Ari thinking, okay, I think the best solution is for us to leave Ethiopia and get away from all those negative influences, get away from him going out all the time and meet in common ground in Kenya and, and start over there. What? Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, he went out when she was there, but it wasn't this excessive. And like, I mean, like you were talking about with Jason, it's like he what does she want him to do? Stay at home? Wait by the phone? phone? Wait for him to wait for her to call him? Seriously, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from, where I just 
Okay. So good news is right out the gate. Okay. Uh, baby Avi had surgery. It's all good. We move on. Uh, we find out first of all, that she's been in the U S two months now. Now, wasn't it supposed to be one month? Do I have that wrong? I thought it was supposed to be it one was, month. It was. So when I heard that two months, I was shocked because it was like, okay, I'm going to go back to the U.S. for a month. Because I was initially thinking, well, that's a long time when she could have just scheduled the surgery while she was in Ethiopia. Um, and right. so, yeah, definitely was just supposed to be a month. Okay, good. So we're okay. So we have that right. Yeah. So it was supposed to be one month, but now it's two. Um, I feel like, you know, I've been in a long distance relationship and I kind of did by my own decision, more of what Binium did, where mm-hmm. I would be available, like I'd be home. I wouldn't really go out all that much just because like if there was a chance I could hang out with Liana, like on the phone or we have the goal watch party, watch something. I wanted to do that. Um, but that was my own choice. And she never made me do it. And there was never an expectation of me to to like, you know be that way Um, and even then there were still moments where I'm like yeah I'm just gonna tonight I'm gonna go hang out with some work friends like that's what I'm gonna do now he clearly has turned their house into a little bit of a temporary like you know pad for all his friends to come hang out at to come through and it's clear that she doesn't like some of his friends and believes them to be her words poison to them to their relationship now I feel like though Putting the judgment on him that he doesn't care about her or the baby is just stupid. Like, it's dumb. (laughs) Like, this guy clearly didn't want you to leave and clearly would love for you to come back. He's just hanging out with people and, like, trying to not be in an empty. Like, if I'm staying in a house that's constantly a reminder of my, you know, my my wife and, and kid who are gone. Mm-hmm. That would bum me out. So I would yeah. probably hang out with other people. Now right. I wouldn't maybe, you know, put the baby's bed away and like turn the whole place into like an Airbnb for my friends. So yeah. he's wrong for that a little bit. But then I just, it's so unfounded to me that she thinks that he doesn't care about them. It's, I, I personally don't see it that way at all. Me neither. So would you consider yourself an extrovert or introvert? Honestly, I've gone back and forth in my life. I think mm-hmm. um like during my relationship with Liana, I was more of an introvert at the mm-hmm. start. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause like for me as an extrovert, I totally don't blame Binium for what he's doing because mm-hmm. okay, she's gone, his son is gone. I like that would make like when an in, when an extrovert is alone it feels like you're very alone. It's not like, Oh, I'm alone. I get this peace and quiet. It's very rejuvenating. It's like, no, he feels better. He's more energized when he has people around. So it's like, if these are friends that he can trust and Mm -hmm. um, friends that, you know, help build him up, then why not have them around? Right. But you know, so it's like, it's totally understandable, but you know, later when she reveals like, okay, my eye, our iCloud pics are synced up and I saw, you know, it looks like a party house. He had some girls over. His sister told me that there were girls that were staying over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I could understand hanging out with friends at your house, maybe letting them stay if they needed to. But I'm like, what are we, because it's Ari saying this, I don't know if I wholeheartedly believe the extent what she's saying or if it was just like oh his friends and like their girls are over maybe not necessarily not necessarily Binium is the one doing something wrong 
Right. And like, that's the thing is that there's some things mentioned here in almost like in passing that we have to look over and, and see. So she mentions that, um, Ari's, uh, sorry, Binium's sister has reported on like, there's been these women in the house. You've done this, this, this. Um, and then I accuses him of cheating, which yeah. there's, I mean, I know that our, like, Binium's sister would have never said that. So I know she's yeah. making that. I think she's like, you know, her paranoia is getting the best of her here and mm-hmm. she's accusing him of this. But um, so that's going on. She clearly doesn't like some of these friends yeah. and is essentially punishing him for not being miserable because I think she wanted him to have hold the same energy he did when she left of like, no, I'm oh, so distraught. I'm, I'm crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Like begging pretty much. And because he's like found a way to not be doing that, she's against him. Now he's done some things that doesn't help his case whatsoever in that mm-hmm. he still is, you know, switching his phone off and not answering calls and stuff, which, you know, any relationship, that's always a red flag. Like you, you got to be able to pick up that phone or be accessible. Now that. I'll give her. Okay. I'll yeah. give that to her, <laughs> but I don't expect him to be sitting at the phone all day. And that's, then, what, she, that's what she honestly expects. She expects yeah. him to be able to answer anytime she calls, because what else are you doing besides worrying about your wife and son? <laughs> yeah. And, and she's also sitting in this house in the States where everyone is shit talking him. Like her mom is saying he's not as serious about this as she is. Her sister saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like y'all really just like are deciding whatever you want with this and yeah. and really going off of whatever you feel like to to justify her staying here. And um there was a moment where the uh, her mom said something to the line of, "Yeah, we have an agreement now that all medical procedures will happen in the US." I was like, "But an agreement <laughs> with just your daughter? Like right. is, is Biniam even getting a say in this anymore?" Right. It's just like it's so demeaning. He's like 50% child uh, caretaker for this child. This Mm -hmm. is his father. Why are you completely just, you know, taking away his rights as his father um, just because, oh, I live in the U.S. And people already know the people in the U.S. I mean, as an American, you know, people in the U.S. have this like, oh, my gosh, the U.S. is the best place on earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's like. What, how is this, like, how are you just, just going to stamp just like, oh, we're superior. So everything can happen here. You're better off here without any consideration that his father is in Ethiopia. And I, and, and Ari just, just to, to allow this and to just be like, you know what? You're right. I, this is where we need to be. It's just, it's, it's toxic because you know, you of everybody should know that Biniam went through this with his, uh, with his last child. Yes. He went through this exact scenario. So how are you just going to be so just dismissive of that fact? I'm like, do you actually care for him? Because this is just petty. I mean, it's, it is just petty. And honestly, you hit the nail on the head where, like, regardless of where the best medical capabilities are or whatever the case, whatever the point is that her mom's trying to make, I am so against punishing people 
mm-hmm. for being from a different country than you. Right. And like, I know it's not in a discriminative way. So that's good. Like, that's a good thing that it's not. Mm-hmm. But then still, it's like you're still penalizing this poor guy because he simply was not born in the States and exactly. is not American by yeah. saying, OK, y'all should be here. This is where you belong. But again, he should be attached to the project. And I do, again, up until the second part where where she calls him, up until that part, I was like, well, I respect Ari for putting up a fight against her family every time they bring this up and say, well, we currently can't do that. We currently Mm -hmm. cannot move to the States because he can't come to the States. He's he's attached to the project, basically. So I like that. Now, they get on this call and we've talked about a bunch of the stuff they've already said, like the yeah. iCloud, the parties, putting away the bed, blah, 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 blah. Then the accusation of cheating. And then she says something along the lines of you should consider getting tested, which I'm assuming is for any um, like sexually transmitted um, infections or anything like that is what I, I assumed putting dots together. That's what she yes. was insinuating. Yes. So she says that and then says, I think he's hiding something. But then out of nowhere. Out of thin air, unwarranted, says. So here's the deal: I'm not moving back to Ethiopia. I'm never coming back. What we could do is you can join me and Avi in Mombasa in Kenya, and we can start fresh there for your second chance. That is the only way that we can agree to this. Otherwise, we can talk shared custody and figure it out from there. And I was like. Great. So yet another decision in your relationship, Ari, that you've made on your own mm-hmm. and you're just springing on to him and he just has to accept it or he's the guy that doesn't care somehow. It's so just it's cruel, you know, at this point, it's you're taking away any any power that Benium has with with his own child. It's like, it's beyond the point of trying to save y'all's relationship. Like I, it, it, there's so many things (laughs) to unpack there because it's just like, okay, are you trying to save your relationship? Are you trying to save him and Avi's relationship? Like, what are you doing? Like, why do you think I don't in this, this is like the second time she's married a man um, who, who wasn't American Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did she have this whole relationship with uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, her Leandro. Ex. Yeah, Leandro. Like, was she the one holding out, like always trying to throw it in his face that she could just make whatever decision she, you know, <laughs> whatever decision she just pleased? Because I mean, Benium has no say in anything. I mean, it feels like that, doesn't it? Because if uh, based on what we learned about their relationship with Leander. She basically said, yeah, I want to travel and stuff. So I'm going to leave now. Like yeah. that's kind of how it was. So it makes it very hard to ever sympathize with her. And mm-hmm. I've been on record to say it and I'll say it again to make sure it doesn't get lost in translation. They are both not great people. They're both at fault for a lot of the stuff that goes down in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But I am so against holding this baby as hostage in the negotiation of, well, I'm the one holding the baby, so I make the decision, and you have to deal if you ever want to see your baby again. Never leverage your baby to get an outcome out of your partner. Like, that is so cruel, and like you said, Binium's gone through that before. And, you know, it's just mean. It's like, I'm gonna do the exact thing that you you pleaded with me not to do, Mm -hmm. um, because I just want to hurt you, because I'm upset 
that you are hanging out with other people. Um, I do fault him if he did really have girls over, but that's not a reason to just completely cut him off from everything. It's one thing to say, look, how are we going to survive like our relationship? You know, let's go co-parent back and like, I'll come back to Ethiopia. We'll figure it out. But to just say, no, I'm not coming back. And if you don't want to meet us in Kenya, that's it. You know, we're done. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Because she even offered up the co-parenting thing, but in Kenya. So it's like, (laughs) you're going to strip him of his home to go co-parent with someone who is just being outright mean to him. I I just get it. I don't get her logic. No. And, and here's the other part of it is that during this very conversation, there's a moment where Biniam tries to say something along the lines of, I don't like, well, basically he's trying to say, I don't like when you give me an ultimatum and you're not yeah. letting me speak. But he says, I don't like when you're being bossy and you're trying to like boss me into the decision. And she just goes, uh, shut the F up, shut the F up. Yes. Listen, you, and I was like, how is this good? How is this you not proving his very point? And, Again, I have zero sympathy for her in this instance. Mm-hmm. And if Biniam has cheated on her, right? Let's say the accusation is rings true and Biniam has cheated on her. Then, yeah, that is horrible, Biniam. You ain't shit. Yeah. But I still do not think it is right for her to hold his baby away from him like this. Exactly. At all. Exactly. And even his sister. So I think her name is Wish. Is it Wish? Yes. Um, she, you know what I think she was thinking? I think she's like, okay, this girl has been gone too long. I miss my nephew. Okay, maybe if I tell her about Biniam that he's having people over, she'll rush back because she's like, I can't stand On the for next this. flight. Yeah, like I'm coming back. I can't stand for this. Um, But it completely backfired to her. Because his sister doesn't want him hurt. You know, mm-hmm. I think she was totally just trying to she seems like the type that would be calculated enough to say, like, I bet this will this will bring her back because she'll be yeah, mad. Which I loved it. I love that. Um, And she totally has that kind of energy. So I could definitely yeah. see this. But I ultimately with all of this, with the two of them, it's like I want to say just break up because yeah. you're not good for each other. You're you're you know, you're both very much contributing to a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. but baby Avi's in the picture and like I want both of them to not lose their son and I feel bad I mean I I just don't want to be in a in a world where Biniam has now had this happen to him twice yeah exactly and I did see a lot of chatter on Twitter about Mm -hmm. Ari's new face maybe Oh, um, yes. Her procedures. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, did that happen on this this trip back to the U.S.? I was trying to compare um, um, before looked, and after. It, yeah, that's interesting. It's an interesting point because it does seem like it just, you know, suddenly happens, right? Yeah. Almost in the middle of all this. Because I felt, I felt, and I haven't gone back to fact check, so I could be completely off base, mm-hmm. but I felt like she looked different here than she did last week. And it's very clear that some yes. time has passed in this time because, you know, two months again. So like, yeah, where does that leave us? So I'm very curious about that. That's a good point. Yeah. So people are like, oh, you're there for, uh, you know, obvious surgery and also a few things that you wanted to get done. Yeah. And again, if, if the whole, if truly the point of the trip was, 
surgery and that's it. And mm-hmm. she has now stayed there with her family an extra month. She has no leg to stand on if Biniam's hanging out with his mates. She at, just doesn't. At at all. She should not punish him for trying to fill his time because she's out of the country. Yes, she can be upset if he is actually being unfaithful. Oh, but God. she it feels like she's reaching. Mm-hmm. It feels like that would be the perfect reason, right? Mm-hmm. If, cause if he has done that, she has full leg to stand on like this and, you know, make demands like, well, I didn't cheat. I know I've been with my family for a month, but I didn't cheat. I didn't go see Leandra. I didn't do anything. So mm-hmm. in that way, it does work for her. But then also you have to just look at everything else and be like, you bought the plane ticket before you even talk to him about it. Yep. You decided the baby's having the surgery in the States. You decided to stay an extra month. Now you're deciding to move to Kenya. Like, where is any say he has? It's like Mm -hmm. he's like he's dead to rights, which like, let's look at Corey and Evelyn real quick. And like their relationship, Corey was with a whole other woman with a whole other relationship. And now he is begging Evelyn back. And Evelyn has every leg to stand on. Be like, yeah, you were unfaithful to me. You did ABCD to me. Mm -hmm. But then these two. Neither of them have a leg to stand on because they both right. had wrongdoings in the relationship. So it's like neither of you can have that big of demands. But, you yeah. know, Ari's out here cashing checks like Biniam has been unfaithful every day with 15,000 people. And she's been like the saint in all this, which, again, Leandro's moving proof of no, you ain't because <laughs> exactly. we all know you went and hung out with him without talking to him about it at all. Yeah, it's like, what's the. It's like there's absolutely no way she hasn't spent any time with Leandro since being back. I would love to find out. That would be I feel great like to we find will out. in a few episodes. It has to be coming. Like, oh yeah, while I was back, <laughs> I didn't yeah. tell you. She's she's just waiting <laughs> to throw it back in his face if oh they do end God. up back in the same place. Yeah, and then let's end it with the line that she used in the uh, call. She says, "You're not the same man that I knew." Seems like the same guy. Uh, you have spent the last two months destroying your family. How? Mm-hmm. How? Like, <laughs> how? Oh, my God. Imagine if all this happened because Wish was doing what you described and he's backfired royally. I would right. hate that so much. <laughs> I know. I know. She did also mention that she saw. I just feel like all this can be explained. She saw she saw a message from a girl um, saying, hey, do you remember me from the club? Mm-hmm. This to me, okay, Benyam is a handsome man. This to me sounds like he met someone at a club. After the fact, she ended up finding him on social media, reaching out like, hey, do you remember me from the club? Like trying to shoot her shot. But it's not like the shot went in. It probably was a brick because it's just like he probably didn't entertain it because it wasn't like, here's a screenshot of the conversation they had where she said she was coming over. I just. It just feels very convenient <laughs> to use right. this as a reason to like she, when she left, she she had a one way ticket clearly because if it was supposed to be a month, it's been two months. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm probably not going to try. That. I'm not coming back. Yeah. And like we don't um, neither of us are, you know, going on to the subreddit to like find any recent news to see like right. I'm quote unspoiled. So Same. full well, if like in three weeks, the news comes out on the show that like, no, 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 he cheated. And this girl was like a part of it or some other girl was a part of it. Not only will I come on and be like, 
yeah, hi, I'm Puya and I'm a dummy. I will reach out to Asia and make her record hers and I'll put it on the podcast as well for that week. There we go. Until that happens, we're not dummies. I don't think we're dummies. And and this is, again, like, stop it, y'all. Like, this was a couple that I was excited to see and I was actually getting some juicy, fun stuff from at the beginning of the season. Now I'm just frustrated every time I see them and I hate it. Yeah, I mean... I have that same feeling with uh, Steven and Alina <laughs> uh, where I Ooh. thought I was going to enjoy watching them. And I'm just to the point of, like you said last week, just let it be over so we can stop having segments on them. Yeah. Please but, and thank you. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It really is. But um, is it more unfortunate than the fact that Corey and Evelyn had yet another segment this week. Oh, by the way, the next time on for Ari and Binium, they're in the same place. So whether that's in Kenya or she goes back to Ethiopia, we don't know. We'll find mm-hmm. out next week. So we'll talk all about that then. So, okay, Corey and Evelyn come through and they had one segment. I have one, I have four lines of notes. Same. So this will be quick. <laughs> yeah. So I have in my notes and I'll read them in the bullet points that I wrote them. Evelyn wants Corey to lead by example. Okay. So basically the whole story with them is Evelyn has potentially by the looks of it decided I'm going to give him another shot. He is admitted to his wrongdoings and he's not hiding behind excuses, which is very clear. She liked that because he must've been doing that a lot before. And Mm -hmm. she wants him to show that he cares. And she basically said, that when we first got together, you said you were going to prove yourself and show me how much you love me. You got to do that like times a hundred now. And then her proposition was move in next door to like the room next door. And then we can start by like having movie nights or something. Oh, and you got to pay rent. Yeah. Pay half the rent. He's like, of course. <laughs> yeah. So that's her solution is move back closer. We can start hanging out a little bit again and start mending fences. Beyond that, did you notice anything or do you have anything else you want to contribute about the Corey and Evelyn saga? Just that they haven't spoken in days and now she's kind of back on this like, well, let me let me give him a chance to prove he cares. Like, no, girl, you need to remember why you were mad at him because it's just going to happen again. (laughs) You don't trust him. You're never going to trust him. Let oh, my gosh. When once her sisters find out everything. They're they're never gonna live her let her live it down if she decides to stay with him. Oh, and I'm like, definitely just, not. No, <laughs> no way. Yeah, they're and gonna serve like, him another bowl of bull testicle again. Like it's not. They're yeah. not gonna be okay with what happened at all, and it's only gotten worse. So, I mean, if she is, if she wants this relationship to thrive, truthfully, she has to. These are unmentionable. She can never tell her sister these things, right. and unless they, they, they watch, watch the, the show. The show <laughs> Yeah, they, they're not allowed. They're banned from watching any 90 Day Fiance ever again. They're like, oh, well, actually, they're not going to air our season. <laughs> yeah, so we got scrapped last second. Yeah, Mike and Natalie ended up right. coming back. So, so, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The, the show is weirdly obsessed with them. Okay, I won't watch it. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's just so annoying that, like, they end off on him like, okay, what's going to be our first movie? I'm like, y'all are just you're like avoiding your real issue. Um, because he's totally not holding himself accountable. Cause even last week during the couple session or the therapy session, it took the therapist saying, you literally have to stop lying to her for him to like, okay, well, yeah, she, she was there when you thought she was there. So it's like, he's gonna, he's gonna continue to lie when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. 
And you just had to, you got to, she has to realize if it's worth it, which at this point, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the trouble. It it doesn't seem like it's worth the trouble. So she just, she might as well just go ahead and walk away. Honestly. And I think, uh, I think she'd be better off for it. I think he would be better off for it because like you said, because of the fact that the trust is so hard to find in this relationship, Mm -hmm. it's, if you're always going to be in constant doubt of each other, this is not going to end well for either of you. Yeah. So it's not worth. Yeah. Right. And who who knows how long she's going to be on this. You have to prove um, like you care. It, it, they might right. be two years down the line from now. And she's like, no, remember what happened? You need to, to continue to prove how much you love me. And then it's just a whole relationship based on proving based on his past infidelity. And Corey's not above it. He would be down for it. But I'm like, Evelyn, is this any way to live? You can do better. Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, literally the words of Drake. I'm just saying you can do better. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my God. All right. So that wraps up them. Thankfully, we can move on now mm-hmm. and uh, talk about another couple. And again, quite frankly, the only positive reason yeah. to watch the show if you're watching 90 day fiance for true love and and trust me you shouldn't <laughs> then you're watching for kenny and armando and right. that is it they're they had big drama this week though okay so we can yeah. dive in on talk about that so oh sorry um cory and evelyn next time on he's gonna repropose and he looks dumb doing it yes. so <laughs> brace yourselves might not be okay. So, and it's not even as good as I think we got the best proposal of the season this episode, which we haven't even gotten to talk about right. yet. All right. So, Kenny Armando are going to meet up with the wedding planners. Their wedding's coming up real soon, and they have to iron out the details. Uh, Armando checked the RSVP list to see who's agreed to come on so he can give a rough estimate to the planners so they can start prepping some stuff and mentions mom RSVP'd yes, dad has not RSVP'd yet. So this was an important detail because we do get to it later on in the episode with the two of them. Now, on the way to the wedding planners, Kenny says, listen, I have one request. I have one thing I really want to happen. I would like us to get married at sunset. That's my one ask. My Asia. one ask. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Where a, do we go from? If, yeah. As a 58-year-old man, this is the only thing that I want. And I was like, you know, when I'm 58... I hope there's something I want that passionately, you know, (laughs) but he, yeah, he is totally, what do you call it? (laughs) I don't know. He, he, okay. Since he's dead set on this, the fact Mm -hmm. that sunsets at seven, but the reception needs to be six hours. Yeah. Kenny's like, okay, well, okay, well I want the sunset. So how can we make it happen? Why was Armando never on the camp of let's just have a shorter reception? Right. Why did that not pull up? I don't know. So it's okay. So the whole storyline with them for a lot of this season, we've seen a quite a bit of it being, okay, well, you know, we get married in Mexico. It's a little bit different. We go, we go hard in the paint. We have Mm -hmm. a lot more ceremony. We have a lot more like festivities and, you know, everyone's invited. It's not a small guest list. So they're following suit with that because yeah. very clearly um, can uh, Armando's pointing out at every fixture, like that is something that people expect. And I'm going to go through with that myself. I want a bigger wedding. I want to celebrate our love like this. So when they get to the wedding planners and these discussions are going down, it's very quick 
to see that um the wedding planner's like yeah we can't we can't facilitate a a, a um, ceremony at sunset because of the pandemic we have to wrap things up by like um midnight well, yeah yeah so we can't go to like 3 a.m which would have then been, we would have been able to facilitate this and like you know weddings can go 3 a.m that's not uncommon but because of the pandemic we can't so then Armando was very quickly like, okay, that's fine. And Kenny just was not happy. This was, Kenny was like, this is my one thing I wanted. Yes. I wanted one thing. <laughs> he was so, and it was so visible. I'm like, Armando had to know. He was very upset in this moment, but Armando was thinking, it's a time issue. I can't change time. Where Kenny's thinking, work around my seven o'clock, uh, uh, work around the sunset um, ask. Like, okay, if we do the ceremony at seven, then let's say the reception starts at eight. Maybe we can only have a four hour reception, but then let's figure out, let's maybe we can go to a different location, have an after party. Let's go to the family house. They have a nice house. There could be open space somewhere. Let, let's keep the party going. Maybe we don't have to stay at the venue, but he saw no compromise on Armando's end. So it's like, I get Kenny's frustration because he's not asking yeah. for much. He's not. He isn't. He did have a moment where he's like, yeah, six hours is too much for a reception. Like in America, yeah. it's like three hours. I was like, you're getting married. Why yeah. not have it be longer? Like, what's the rush to get home? <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. It's like if I'm invited to a wedding and it starts at five, I already know I'm not getting home until at least midnight. Um, right. So it's like that's an understanding. Um, but it's like, yeah, maybe. Even on Kenny's side of it, it's like, okay, maybe we do a photo shoot at sunset since it will mm. already be in the reception at that point. Let's take a beat, go outside, do a nice little photo shoot. You know, so there's some compromise there. He's just thinking he can't enjoy the sunset at all as a part of any part of their wedding. But there, there's one, there's a way to work it out. I would say so. It does feel like, cause like the thing is, is that the sunset. So in my head, this is, this was my solution for them immediately. I was like, well, you're getting, let's say your like marriage, like your ceremony is at like four or five, mm-hmm. but then you two can still sneak out during your own wedding and right. like find a secluded place at, with the sunset and like have your moment at your wedding. It's still your wedding day and it's still that sunset. That sunset's not lost. You can still right. have it. <laughs> the sun is not going anywhere. Mm-mm. Yes, it may be setting, but you can watch it set as long as you're not like deep underground somewhere. Like this is the <laughs> challenge and you're like in the bunker. Oh, you my will be God. able to see the sun. Yeah, I don't. If my wedding was at that challenge bunker, like yeah. I wouldn't want a ceremony. I'd be like, yeah, three right. hours is too much. Can we make it a cool 30? Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I did really enjoy I thought Armando handled Kenny's feelings wonderfully after this because he apologized for not considering his feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a very mature approach, which just showed why they're a great couple. Um, because it was I could very see easily see this happening with another couple and the person just being offended and not handling it well. But because they know each other so well and they ha- they do communicate well with each other, it didn't end up turning into as big of a deal as it could have been. Right. Yeah. Like, I think um, the two of them, again, are the most well-adjusted couple yeah. in the history of 90 Day, it feels like. Like, 
Armando immediately knew where he had gone wrong. He's like, okay, maybe I didn't take your feelings into consideration. Mm-hmm. And they immediately fix everything and they're completely fine. So yeah. that's good. They're made up. Now we move into the second segment with them. The second big storyline, which revolves completely around Armando and his father. So yes. Armando, as we said at the beginning of this recap with them, Armando said, my dad has not RSVP'd yet. And Armando said he got a text from his aunt Brenda, who's in town, and said that Aunt Brenda had talked to his dad and had mentioned that he's not satisfied with Armando's life, but will love him and support him regardless. Mm-hmm. And then mentions that another thing that came up is that the dad mentioned that he just wants him to be respectful and like not over the tops, so like no PDA, that kind of stuff. And then Kenny immediately was like, well, that's his problem, not ours. Like it doesn't like that shouldn't affect us whatsoever. And I was like, I I hear you, Kenny. I'm with you. But like, that's his, that's his dad. Like he's, he's Mm -hmm. like, don't, 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 don't add fuel to the fire. Like you don't need to do that already. So then it was almost like um, one of those moments where like he said exactly what was on on his mind, but then he mm -hmm. was like it, but being sensitive to the situation, you don't say it in that moment. Yes, exactly. It's like I would have thought the same thing, but then I would have maybe not said it in front of Armando, who's like clearly like feeling all of these things at the same time. So then the scene we see next, the last scene we see next is Armando is going to call his dad. Now we're a week away from the wedding. Initially, we were a month away from the wedding when we were at the planners. So now we're a week away from the wedding. And Armando's like, I'm just going to call my dad and ask him because I need to get him to show up because apparently the dad had the mom had told him that dad said he's not coming and dad used the excuse and such a dad excuse me, but no one's there to keep the house safe. So I'll just stay and and keep the house safe is (laughs) what we heard come out of the dad as an excuse, according to mom. So Armada calls dad and says, listen, the wedding's a week away. Like, would you consider coming to the wedding? I would like for you to come to the wedding. And the dad says he's not he's not uh, he's uncomfortable and he's not ready to go. And then Armando says, well, dad, like we talked about supporting each other and I feel like you're not supporting me right now. Like, this is what I need. This is what I'm asking you. Can we please make it happen? And the dad was not budging. He was like, I'm sorry. I I don't I don't think I'm comfortable and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Armando tries to sweeten the deal. I've been like, hey, what if like we put you up like, you know, you can just come to the ceremony and then go to the hotel or whatever. I was like, no, that's not happening. I'm staying firm. And it crushed my heart to hear all this go down because, you know, Armando tried everything to get him to to just come through and he Mm -hmm. was not giving it to him at all. Right. It's it's like his dad was not understanding his his love language. It was Mm -hmm. as if his dad thought, okay, words of affirmation should be good here. I don't need to be physically present where it's like Armando needs the quality time. He needs you there. Mm, the reassurance. Yes. Because you being there shows him you love him. You can say I support you, but for Ar- Armando, he's not feeling that support if you're not present. And it's like, they're not on the same page there. And I just, uh, I felt for him because he literally did give it everything. I mean, he's mm-hmm. tried everything. He's continued to press at home. Like, I just want you there. I just want you to be there. And it's going to be even harder for them to strengthen their relationship if he doesn't end up coming at all. Cause like you said, he only gets, I mean, he's only, he only plans to, you know, get married this last time. Yeah. And and that was part of it too, where 
Armando basically said, you're not going to get like in his monologue with us, you're not going to get another one of these. Like this is the one Mm -hmm. and only time. If you are not there, there is no other opportunity and I don't want it. Like it basically Armando has gotten to this place where Armando said, if he doesn't show up, then there's no, there's no love like there. Like I have to, you know, I don't want to see him anymore. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, all the feelings in the world for, for Armando, I hope. I don't think the dad's going to show up, you know, I hope he does, but I feel like he's not. I could see it being a situation where he shows up at the reception because he could be thinking, okay, he could, he would probably see that physical display of affection or public display of affection at the Mm -hmm. ceremony. Um, Cause you know, like the kiss at the end, but could probably you probably think, okay, well, at least I can go to the reception and I don't have to, he doesn't have to be uncomfortable, like his words, um, which, you know, I, I really hope in time he can get over that because this will be Armando's husband. Right. But I, I could see a situation where if he does come, it may only be to the reception. Yeah, no, and I think that is the only way that happens and you know here's hoping that um it does happen because i would yeah. love i i just need armando to have that i feel like you know kenny the sunset is there so he mm-hmm. can still technically have it but no one's going to be able to replace armando's dad at the reception for armando exactly. so i'm hoping that that happens fingers crossed it happens in the next time on kenny's grandson cooper arrives like the family's all arriving for this wedding and we just hear more about Kenny's struggle with the homesickness, which, again, I'm very surprised. This is such a big storyline for Kenny. It feels like, you know, di- compared to the rest of the show, that it's such a nothing storyline. But mm-hmm. homesickness is pretty real. And and Kenny mm-hmm. is someone who's genuinely feeling it. So I'm happy to see him reunited with his family. But he does mention once they leave, it's probably going to be even harder than it was before they arrived. Right, exactly. Because you're going to be, he's going to be craving it even more. It's like if you go a while without sugar, like, yeah, you might miss it. But if you just go ahead and eat a cupcake, then it's like, oh my Mm. gosh, I want more of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like anything that you, you know, you restrict or you put aside. Mm -hmm. Um, And food is the easiest one to talk about. Coffee is the same. If I didn't drink coffee for a month, I feel like, I would start getting used to the absence of coffee. But if I had one sip, it would take me right back to a month ago when I was having Mm -hmm. coffee. I'm like, how did I go on without this for a month? You know? So yeah. Um, you know, I hope it goes well for you, Kenny. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Now fingers crossed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't want to cross my fingers for this next couple, Asia. <laughs> We're at okay. the end here. It's uh, Stephen and Alina time. And I would like for you to do the honors and take it away here. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny last week that you were just like, oh, I wish Alina would just dump Steven and then we don't have to see him because it went quite the opposite direction this episode. Um, so we finally like complete opposite, complete <laughs> yeah. opposite, literally the opposite of what I wanted. The anti everything Puya wished for. It's like it's like I'm like Sumit, where my dream is literally the thing that's least likely to happen now. So. Exactly. Oh, so these two. Okay, so he finally lets her read his messages and he's thinking, oh, this will be fine. She read she he's just completely clueless because she starts to read and she just gets fed up and walks away. He's just like, well, I don't I don't really know what she saw. She gets fed up immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Like she was there for like 2.3 seconds with the phone. I was like, nope, I'm walking away. (laughs) Can I? I screenshotted what the messages said. Would you like for me to read it out? Please do. Okay. Because, wow. Okay. So she, so, okay. So he said, want me to come over tonight to a close friend. And. She was like, well, you called each other some cute names or whatever. We didn't see that part. So then when she leaves, he starts scrolling through the mind. Like, what did I say? That was so wrong. So he was talking to this friend of his and they were clearly trying to plan a hangout because she was like, you know, there's this there's food tax. He's like, oh, okay, I can bring something. But then he said, hey, is it okay if I shower there like at her place? Is it okay if I shower there? And then she said, "Uh, that would be kind of weird, but sure. And then he said, okay, I'm just going to do an ab workout, shower, and then I'll come over. And then the next message was, hey, I'm house-sitting for a friend, and he has a pool. And she said, well, I'm busy. I can't make it right now. So we didn't see, like, anything massive, but these two things are huge red flags. First of all, I wouldn't even, like, maybe my best friend would be like, hey, can I shower at yours? But unless Mm -hmm. I'm spending the night at a friend's place, I'm probably not going to use their shower ever. Right. Not when you have a shower at your disposal. That's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Like I because even if he's going to a gym, you know, the gym could have a shower. He could still shower home, get a fresh change of clothes, come through. I you do not ask someone if you can shower at their place. I feel like unless they're your significant other, right. um, your immediate family. So like, you know, parents, siblings, grandparents, um, potentially aunt and uncle, like cousins. Mm-hmm depending on your relationship with them. But again, unless I'm spending the night at someone's place, I would just showering would never be part of the program. ever. <laughs> right. So, right. It's like, I can't even, I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of just something you just don't do like, or, or you don't do when you have a significant other. It's just like, it's just, it's just out. Of, it's just inappropriate. It's as if he was asking his friend, Hey, can I come take a nap over at your place? Be like, why? You have your yeah, own like, place. <laughs> if you have your, yeah, you have your own place. It's like, okay, it's, hey, so I have my roommate has taken over the house and thrown a whole party. Can I come nap at yours? Sure. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have a place right now. I understand the circumstances. But then, not only is this a friend of his, it is also a girlfriend of his, and he already knows how his partner feels about this stuff, right? And is still, you know, doing that because again. 
it all comes down back to the relationship you have, the dynamic of the two couples. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Middle East. I knew a lot of people. I, I, a lot of my fr- friends who, um, uh, girlfriends who they would get a partner who was very conservative and the partner was like, you can't talk to any other men. And mm-hmm. some of them obliged and we just broke contact for like six, seven months while they were dating the person. Some of them were like, no, you can't control me. That is not going to happen. But mm-hmm. it really comes down to the dynamic of the relationship. So I don't, whether or not he sees no fault in it, if mm-hmm. she says, I'm uncomfortable with the way you're talking to people, then that is something you have to consider or talk right. about. You can't just sweep it under the rug and pretend, well, I'm not in the wrong, so I'm going to keep doing me. Right. It's like it's a small thing in a relationship where you consider the other per- person's feelings. And it just even got worse when he she was like, well, do you love her? Because he's like, oh, this is just my close friend. And he's like, well, I love her as a friend. And she's like, well, I just don't see a reason to continue this relationship. And I was like, perfect. That's a great way to end this, Alina. We're good. We don't need any more. Yeah. But she does want him to delete his social media. She's like, I need you to delete it. He's like, okay, well, when we get back home, because it's going to take me a while to remove everything. (laughs) And just, okay. So they get home. He deletes his Facebook. Was that the only social media he deleted? It looked like it was just Facebook, yeah, okay. or Meta at this point, whatever we're gonna call yes. it moving forward. But <laughs> right. yeah, he he deletes his Facebook, but then he's like, let me let me just download these pics real quick, okay? Let me yeah. do that. And again, with him, there's a lot of stuff that went down. Like there's mm-hmm. there's heart emojis, and you know, there's clearly messages that she's not cool with, right. and then it's just it's baffling to me. It's baffling to me that this moment this interaction these messages do not end with all right we're done i'm gonna go to the airport now right it's just like yeah she should have left with her mom and that should have been the pin in this relationship but her that's where everything went went downhills her not leaving with her mom that gave him hope Mm -hmm. and and so it's like okay if she's not done with him why make him delete the social media that's what that's what made me think Mm, she is not done with him. So he deletes his social, he deletes Facebook and then they're mm-hmm. like getting ready to go somewhere and he's just being Steven, right? Just, oh, I'm getting something really, really uh sneakily and I'm trying to <laughs> throw it in my bag because he's like, I've prepared gifts to strategically give her when they be most impactful, like today. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. And so he apologizes for the flirty messages and then he reveals his gift to her, which is none other than the Book of Mormon with a bunch of flowers on it. And he has been kind enough to write it a nice note on the inside and then left some space for the next time they get in an argument so he can write a note again. <laughs> it's like, what are we watching? <laughs> Leave it to Stephen to literally find the wrong way to give a gift. Like, right. This was so far left. Right. Not even in the middle. Like this was horrible because you've essentially said, Hey, I don't trust that I'm ever going to do the right thing. So I have a bunch of fail safes ready to go in case, Mm -hmm. but then also my fail safe is the book of Mormon. And I put a little note in it. It's like floral. So, you know, I I custom made it for you. It's like a build a bear just for you. Right. But also, also I put a little note in it for you. And like the note I couldn't, I couldn't, like find myself to transcribe it. Okay. I yeah. just couldn't do it. So I left it at that. He called her his light. Oh, yeah. it was in English? I mean he read I mean he read English, so I'm assuming Oh yeah, he did read it to her. Yeah. 
I'm glad that you just erased it from your memory. You're like, I'm yeah. not going to think about this any further. Yeah. So, you know, he calls her you know, the light, the stars, the moon, a bunch of, you know, niceties. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm sorry for sending flirty text messages. I'm like, oh, so now you're admitting to doing it. Okay. So now you're saying they were flirty up until this point. They were not flirty. They were just you being nice. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then in this moment, I thought she's going to see right through this big, huh? You're, right. you're still trying to be pious to me. Like you clearly did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. She was like, this is so sweet. And it's such a special book of Mormon just for me. <laughs> and she accepted his apology. I was like, no, don't fall for this. Come on, Alina, please. These people are missing just a solid confidant to remind them of why they they are in the position that they're in. Why she doesn't trust him. Everything that has happened, it's like this one gift just gave her amnesia and she just totally moved past everything that just made her so upset leading up to this point. It's like, no, what's happening? (sighs) So I think there's no hope for her to realize how much better she can do. Seriously. So much better, but that yeah. doesn't seem like we're ever gonna ever gonna see her realize that. I mean, right. at the very least, up until this point. So exactly, yeah. So then, and this was happening all over ice cream. They went out for ice cream. Nice. And then <laughs> now the, the next scene is Stephen is planning this elaborative boat trip. He's like rented this boat, and there's a piano on the boat, and he tells us the audience, "I'm gonna propose to Alina." And I'm going to write a song for her. I'm going to perform an original song over the waterfall. And then I'm going to pop the question. And, you know, this is the most important thing I've ever done in my life. And then the captain comes up to him and he goes, hey, can you can you pretend to be Alina right now? And genuinely, I don't think the captain really understood what was happening. So yeah. he plays a little bit of music for the captain, gets on one knee, proposes. The captain's like, oh, nice. Like he's complimenting the rock. But then. I think Stephen thought he said the proposal was nice. And then Stephen goes, do do you think she'd say yes? And he was like, all right, nice. (laughs) Okay. He definitely is not getting what Stephen's putting down, which I'm not surprised by. And then Stephen describes this feeling like he's like, this is scary. It feels like I'm going to jump off a cliff. And I thought that is not what I would compare proposing to someone I love jumping off a cliff. I feel like that's the wrong one to go with here. (laughs) That's like, a terrible expression. I think it's the timing for one is terrible because he's trying to do this as part of his apology, his, his big gesture (laughs) that is apologizing to Alina. And that's just not what you do. You just don't go proposing to people just because you've messed up. Like I'm sure she's not going to be too happy when you just mess up again and you now you have an engagement on the line and y'all so y'all are supposed to be getting married. <sighs> right. Like this is it's like um the the thing I would like to know is how many days since that apology was mm-hmm. all of this because it's a different segment. So if it's been like two weeks, three weeks, okay, maybe they're in a better place. If it's like right. two days, I feel like the dust hasn't settled on all of this yet. Yeah. Um maybe don't rush. But then here's the part that um I want to talk about. So he picks up, you know, now it's another scene. He gets Alina, they go to the pier, they get on the boat and 
you know, she, they're chilling. They're, they're taking Titanic like photos. They're having a good time. Then he takes her upstairs where the piano is, starts playing the piano. And, and honestly, he's a great pianist. The piano playing is phenomenal. Yeah. But the option of adding vocals, his own yeah. vocals, oof, <laughs> did they put a damper on the moment for me? I was like, you can't sing worth a damn. Where's Simon Cowell? Have him come in and roast him a little bit, please. He was, and then he was having a rough go of that. And then the lyrics were kind of basic. He ultimately starts ending it with, would you, would you, would you marry? I was like, just say the words. How are you struggling to say Mary? If you're trying to get married, that's a sign. Exactly. But then he got on one knee, Asia. He proposes. (laughs) Alina says, da, which is yes in Russian. He she he puts the ring on her, but then later he's like, "Wait, did you say yes?" She's like, "Yeah, I said duh." I was like, "Okay, so that happened." But it was here's the worst part. It was actually a very sweet gesture and a sweet proposal, and I'm and yes. I hate that I loved it. You know, I hate it, that I loved it. It was so cute. But you know what it was like? It was like the ending of The Bachelor because Stephen has had his options. He's weighed the pros and the cons. He's he's played the field for the past however long, and now it ends with a proposal. Because, like, <laughs> let's not forget Alina. He cheated on you. He was not faithful. He lied to you. But it was like the gesture, the proposal, the whole setup was sweet, but it was just the wrong person. You know, like, I think she was so caught up with how this romantic gesture was everything she wanted. She completely missed the fact that it was Steven. <laughs> like, he was the one doing this, and she just, like, Hey, I'm going to go for it because this is so sweet. This is so romantic. This is everything I wanted. Yeah, everything except the man that you want to be with. Well, here's the biggest problem is that she is very young. Mm -hmm. So when she was like, this is the sweetest thing anyone's done for me. I'm like, yeah, because you've not like seen other people. (laughs) The bar is low. Yeah, someone else would do the same for you. I know they would. So... (laughs) I'm so sad for Alina, but also it's a sweet proposal, yeah. but also it's Steven. So it's kind of like, ooh, I'm having the best burger in the world, but I'm sitting in the middle of a sewage plant to eat it. It's like right. this burger is not going to hit because this place is not where it should be happening. So right. I I feel so bad for Alina. I, I just can't believe she took him back. And now they're... <laughs> Oh my god. Could you imagine if her mom was still in town? Like she would have been so mad. Or she she will be so mad because they didn't leave on a positive note. When her mom her finds mom, out, oh my god. Oh gosh. my god. Look, her mom would have suplexed him off the boat into the yeah. ocean. Like right then and there before he could get into work. She would have not been about this at all. Uh I yeah, and the vocals. I think it would have been better if he you know how people will fake singing, but they know they can't sing, so it's a very forceful like I'm getting the lyrics across. I know I'm not singing, but I'm kind of carrying the note. Yes. That's that all you need to do. Been better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or sp- spoken word. <laughs> yeah. Like he clearly was just reading, like he was nervous. He's just clearly reading the lyrics, but mm-hmm. trying to like be on melody while reading, which never works. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean by like pretending to be no- able how to sing, force yeah. a tune. Cause I've heard that it does sound very forced and you can see right through it, but it sounds better than, better than reading this. it. Yeah, yes. 100%. Because so, he, he's actually tone deaf, which we could see. So it was like, what's happening? Right. Well, then that was it for them. The next time on doesn't 
exactly feel as nice with the relationship because immediately <laughs> Stephen opens his dumb mouth and says that he's worried about her not getting baptized, that she doesn't want to do that, which seems unfounded. I don't know. She accepted your book. Like, I don't understand why you're putting this out there. But here comes the doubt from Stephen once again, which I'm sure Alina's going to hate. Exactly. Yeah, she's going to be pissed because for one, this is Stephen. So, Alina, you should know that that's going to come from Stephen. Like, that doesn't surprise me. He's not this new man. He's not reborn. All of a sudden, he's going to be everything you wanted. No, he's going to be back to his antics. You've given him no reason to doubt that you are going to get baptized. And now, all of a sudden, he's just concerned, which that is her choice. Like, it shouldn't feel good to him that he's forcing it on her anyway. But that, that, yeah, that's its own thing. Yeah. It's not good, obviously. It's not good at all. Yeah. Um, but we'll see where they go from here. That brings us to the end, actually, Asia. In the midst of all of this, we are done talking about this week's episode of mm-hmm. 90 Day Fiance. Is there anything else left that you wanted to talk about with regards to this episode? Oh, man. It was a wild ride. It was a, it was a solid episode. I am really looking forward to seeing, you know, how things turn out for, you know, the conversation with Jenny and Samit's mom. Mm-hmm. And then just Alina being snapped back into her senses next week. <laughs> we can only um, hope. Yeah. And then I really hope that for Benium's sake, they stay wherever they do end up. If they, whether it's, you know, if they, if they go to Kenya, at least he has them back on the continent, you know? So right. I'm just hoping he can get his, his family back or at the very least his son. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am enjoying the season, even though, I, you know, like you said, you don't watch this show for love. You know, I, I can have other shows for that, but the the drama it, it keeps me reeled in. So yeah, I'm loving yeah. this season. I've said this before, I'll say it again. You really the true reason to watch 90 Day Fiance is to feel better about your relationships and your behavior in the world yeah. as a person. That right. truly is the crux of what you can get from watching this show. Um, and, and I do think the season is picking up real nice. I thought this was a fun episode to watch. I mm-hmm. have a feeling we're towards the end of the season. Obviously we're on episode 10. I think we have another month in the tank before it's done because as we know, uh, 90 day fiance before the 90 day starts December 12th. So that's about a month and a half ish away mm-hmm. now. So I think that will be done before that picks up. So. That's a good sign because we'll be meeting some new couples in a small, small time. But then hopefully we end up with some bangers for these final episodes with the Kenny and Armando wedding should be fun. Um, The Ari and Binium payoff, like where are they going to end up? Excited to see that. Steven and Alina, where do they end up? Excited to see that. Ellie and Victor, go on. Give us nothing for six more episodes. I dare you. (laughs) Um, And then uh, honestly, I'm done with Jenny and Sumit. Like they they give me nothing. It's been three seasons that they've been on the show. Please be the last season and we can move on. <laughs> right. And I do have a question. What is 90 Day Fiance uh, Paradise Island? Okay. So Paradise Island is a new installment of the 90 Day Fiance franchise. It's a spinoff. I would say that's more of a spinoff than the other ones because mm-hmm. it's more so Par- uh, Paradise Island, but we're going to shove it underneath the the, um, the 90 Day side of things but it basically follows people uh couples who found love like in the caribbean 
And that's really the gotcha. main thing with it. Yeah. Love in okay. paradise, love in paradise, the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have not gotten a chance to watch it yet. It is a discovery plus exclusive, mm-hmm. but it does okay. look to be quite a bit of fun. Yeah, I think it said it um, yeah. starts November 12th. Oh, you're talking about 90 Day Fiancé, The Single Life. No, okay. Maybe, well, no. I, I was talking about starting. Paradise Island, so maybe I got the dates confused. Hold up. Let me pull up Paradise Island. Oh, my God. Not another one. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, it was like at the bottom of my screen. Let me see. Paradise. What was I seeing? I think you're saying love, say and love and paradise. I was like, what yes. was the cry? Uh, okay. So where do you the, watch 90 day? So I watch it on television on my cable. Oh, you watch on TV. Okay. So yeah. what they did this past year um, in the summer, in this past summer, they had, um, sorry, not in the summer, in the fall, they had 90 day fiance, the single life season one. Mm-hmm. exclusively on discovery plus but yeah. then this summer they started they premiered it on tv so i had already seen it but they yeah. started it on tv so i think it's going to be the first season that was on discovery plus now on tlc but yeah uh-huh. it follows couples who um they found love in the caribbean so they have a couple of they're, they're following four couples who met on various tropical islands so they cover costa rica barbados panama and jamaica and uh-huh. they pretty much have to figure out if their love is truly made to last so gotcha. it should be fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting stuff. Yeah. What, a, what day, a franchise they have created. D- d- there's Asia. There's so much. There's too much. <laughs> so like, obviously at the end of these episodes, I cover 90 day bears all, which is just them having like in-depth unfiltered interviews on discovery plus. Mm-hmm. But then also there's, 90 day foodie call, which is just old 90 day fiance couples doing cooking in their houses that they document. Mm -hmm. Um, They've also had, um, there was like a 90 day like battle where they had couples facing off in these games. And then the winning couple got like a prize. They somehow have made 90 day fiance, the most in-depth franchise on TV. I have to focus on the mains and then put some of the, like, I'm not going to cover a foodie call, but there's yeah. just so much of that kind of stuff. Like the, then there's spinoffs of some families, like the family Chantel is on there, like second season, third yeah. season. Um, so they're going strong. It's not exhausting, but if you are a fan of 90 day fiance, you are coming into a franchise that's going to stay giving you content for a long ass time. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Let me quickly tell people uh, what they can expect at the end of this episode. If they listen in for 90 day bears, all uh, you're going to get to see um, uh, conversations with Jorge, Sinjin, Debbie, and her son Colt. So strap in for that Colty. one. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for <laughs> Debbie to be her own person on right. 90 day the single life i'm not i'm not ready at all yeah oh that's funny oh, mess all right asia well thank you so much for for dealing with me and this episode and this franchise you are a superstar where can people find you what else do you have going on oh man um yeah thanks for having me back on i'm so excited to just like 
have a reason to be caught up because I like to like pile them up and then binge them. And I'll do that every few weeks. So I was like, okay, let me hurry up this binge of the last couple. Um, yeah. But people can find me on Twitter, Asia Like Asia. So A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. I am continuing coverage of Married at First Sight with Amy from The Bachelor Wrap Up. And it's been a very interesting season. It very, some, there are some very clear parallels to the couples that are on 90 Day, to the couples that are Married at First Sight. I feel like if you like 90 Day, you would definitely like Married at First Sight. So come check us out. Uh, you could check us out. You could subscribe to our feed at robhasawebsite.com slash M-A-F-S feed. Um, we do have our own feed now. So definitely subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's about people meeting at the altar and marrying that person and then going through an eight-week experiment. So much drama. Sometimes yeah. you might find a little bit of love, but for the most part, absolute drama. <laughs> <laughs> Married at First Sight is a blind spot of mine. It's one of the shows I've not really watched before. Mm-hmm. Would you say, like, on, a, on like the, the, the reality dating shows mm. scene, is it closer to Love is Blind? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I will. Well, it is close to love is blind as in like you are in a very serious relationship with a practical stranger. But at least on love Mm -hmm. is blind, they get to know each other and they choose the person. Whereas on married at first sight, they're trusting the experts to match them like they're in their wedding dress. They're in their suit. They don't know who their spouse is until it's time to get married. That is such a big commitment to go blind like that. I could. Oh, my God. And imagine you're like, you're like, you know, it's the most important day of my life. I know the experts got my back. And then here comes Steven licking his glass of wine. Like, all right, you ready to do this? No, dude. No, please. Let me be single forever. Yes, exactly. Yes. Imagine Steven walking down the aisle. We we have not seen someone say no. At least people have just been like, okay, whatever. I'm going to trust the process slash it's probably in their contract that they have to say yes. Surely. <laughs> yeah. We have definitely seen people break up on the honeymoon. So, it you know, some relationships do end before the eight weeks are up. Uh, but this season has been pretty good. We're almost at the end of season 13, but it's definitely worth going back to the beginning. Um, you can find some of our earlier episodes on reality TV wrap ups and our later episodes are uh, also on our, um, our separate feed. But yeah, they, I mean, they've also tried to branch out onto the spinoffs as well. Like you have married at first sight couples cam where past couples that are still together they'll do like they document what's going on in their lives like some of them are having babies some of them are doing you know recommitment ceremonies and uh, just kind of keeping up with them but it's funny because basically every couple who's still together is on this show which shows Mm -hmm. you that the success rate is not high because they don't have like 40 couples (laughs) on um, this spinoff but yeah Definitely worth something checking out. You don't have to watch the show to listen to our podcast. So definitely check it out. And you can uh, see anytime I tweet about it over on um, my Twitter. I love that. Thank you for that, Asia. Okay. And um, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyism. Again, feel free to tweet at me with the um, the mustard oil remedy. Let me know if you have any insight or any insight on anything else that happened this episode. Or if you agree or disagree, I would like to know what goes on in your mind when you watch 90 Day Fiance because you hear mine and it's that building that's on fire with the dog in it that says it's fine. So <laughs> you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. We recently did 
um, the first time in a long time. We had proximity chat over in our Goose Goose Duck game this week. Asia was a part of it. It was so great. I loved Mm -hmm. it so much. It was a phenomenal time. So definitely come check us out there. And then 90 Day Fiance, y'all are listening to right now. The Masked Singer, we had a week off because of the World Series. And hey, if the the World Series goes to Game 7, we're going to have a second week off. But if not, come check us out on the Masked Singer wrap up where Liana and I break down everything that goes on in this singing competition as we play detective to figure out who is who and what is going on behind those masks. And then last but not least, if you could please leave a rating and review for this podcast, it'll help us be found. It'll help me see what you think about the product. And I would very much appreciate it. You can do that over on robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. And last but not least, we are at the pit stop of this hot mess express. I will be back in about 15 seconds to talk about 9 Day Fiancé Bears All. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up Podcast. We're talking about the Bears All portion now. And let me just say this first. This episode truly was the epitome of I watch it so you don't have to, because if I could take back this hour, I would. It was very uncomfortable. And you'll find out why in an instant here. So first of all, they bring out the family Colty, which is Colt, Vanessa, and Debbie. Debbie walks out. Debbie's got a new look to her. She's she's rocking younger clothes. She's rocking shorter clothes. And then she's like feeling herself, which is, you know, get yours, Debbie. Good for you. Here's where it goes wrong. So she sits down with Sean, Vanessa, and Colt. And Sean's like, wow, you look amazing. Like what changed? And she's like, yeah, um, Vanessa helped me find new clothes. And Vanessa was like, yeah, I started dressing her, you know, with shorter clothing, more like myself. And Colt was like, yeah, like it's, it's your, my mom and my wife dress the same now. And then Sean asked something along the lines of like, yeah, like Colt, what would you say to her if she was walking down the street? And you didn't know her. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you telling this grown man to tell us what he would say to his own mother down the street and pretend he doesn't know her? Like, stop it, Sean. Yikes. Then they played a game of who knows Colt better, Vanessa or Debbie. And they asked questions that were not limited to these, but I'll tell you. They asked questions of how many times a week do you think Colt, um, achieve self-love they asked how many women do you think he slept with what is colt's favorite feature of himself and what kind of job did colt want as a kid i won't tell you the actual numbers because they're scarring i will just tell you that vanessa won three nothing that's it we can move on now the other people that were in this episode was george and i mentioned i said jorge in the lead up i was wrong i meant george um, of Georgian and Fisa, for those of you who don't know, but they had Georgian and obviously George, if you haven't followed his story, 
him and Mfisa are long broken up, but he got arrested for possession of about two, almost 300 pounds of marijuana. And he was incarcerated for two years. So they brought him on and he's lost like 120, 30 pounds since we had last seen him. So Sean brought him on and basically made him tell us the story of like what went down. So he's talking about how he was driving and then he got pulled over and blah, 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 blah. And he mentioned that he gained a lot of like inspiration in prison to lose weight from Tim Robbins book. So then Sean decided we're going to play a game. Did Tim Robbins say this or did someone from 90 days say this? And they quizzed him and he did poorly. And it was just like, it was just a way to, you know, put more 90 day fiance sound bites in there for them. And then they finally bring out Sinjin, who it's been very evident what they're doing now. Every week, almost they're intro- like bringing out a cast member of this season's 90 day to us to like, like, Ooh, look at them, look at them doing their thing. So they bring out Sinjin and Sinjin's there and they talk about, yeah, the last time you were here, like that was a year ago and you guys were still together. He's like, yeah, you know, ultimately it came down to, I realized I don't want a baby. I don't want a baby. And I had to tell her, and I knew the minute I tell her it's over. But then they show us a little sneak peek. And not only are they still living together, they're still having sex and stuff. And Sinjin's talking about being in his feelings and stuff. And he doesn't know. And I was like, y'all are messy as all hell. But then also I forgot about this segment until just now and I have to relay it to you, whether whether I like it or not. So they showed us an exclusive preview, a sneak peek of Debbie on this new season of The Single Life. And Debbie had, I guess, just had sex with somebody. And she, uh, Vanessa's asking Debbie, like, how did it go? She's like, it, it was, mm, I didn't like, I didn't think it went well because he to- at one point told me to stop talking and just do stuff. And then Vanessa was like, oh, that's a little weird because I've asked um Colt to do that before. And I was like, I, I don't like this dynamic. I do not like this family at all. It's brutal. It is brutal, y'all. It is brutal. But also, it's still 90 day and I still enjoy it. So I can't, you know, act like I'm uh, going to complain. <laughs> I'm going to watch the season top to bottom regardless. So then back to Sinjin. This is what they go on with Sinjin on and on and on for a minute. And then um they bring his friend from the last season. Remember the friend in South Africa? They bring that friend into the Zoom call. And then he talks a little bit. Then they played a game of Never Have I Ever with the whole cast. Nothing came from that. Then they were like, all right. And last but not least, when we return, we'll be pl- get playing a tribute song to all the 90-day couples that didn't make it. That didn't like, um, end up together. And you will be very surprised when you see who's performing. And let me tell you, boy, was I surprised. Um, they did not prepare me for this and I will never recover from this. I only clipped about 20 seconds of it, even though it went on for two more minutes and it got worse and worse as it went on. But they told us that, Hey, Ooh, Colt, we learned that you had trained in some singing during your lifetime. He's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, you can, you're going to sing for us. And Colt is singing an ode to all the couples past. 
I'm just going to let the clip speak for itself. Just brace for impact, okay, y'all? Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Ash and Avery, you weren't together long. Like a few other 90-dayers, your love was failing. So we say goodbye to all of you in a song. Oh, Natalie, you came to embrace Mike. From Ukraine to the mighty town of Squim. But you... Yeah, so that went on for two more minutes and I listened to all of it. And when I tell you, I don't know who lied to this people to tell them that A. Colt is a trained singer. I don't know who is Colt's singing uh teacher because they're making a robbery off of him. It was so uncomfortable. I wanted to crawl out. I don't want to hear it ever again. I'm deleting it off my soundboard the minute this podcast concludes. They really hit us with the one-two punch this week, eh? They they gave us first Steven's rendition of the piano playing. Then they gave us this. 90 Day, I think it's time we had a talk. Stop this. Stop putting a spotlight on these singers from your show that do not know what the heck they are doing behind a microphone. Stop it. Stop it. Just because Tariq was like, Half decent and by half decent, like he's like rocking a 40% doesn't mean that you should let anyone else behind the mic. If he's your best, I fear for you, you know, stop it, put the mic down. All right. And on that note, we're at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for coming through, for listening to all this. Um, You arrived at the destination of the hot, with the hot mess express. Here's the plans. You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Uh, please leave a rating and review over on robinsonwebsite.com slash 90 day fiance, number nine, number zero day fiance. I will be back next week with my 90 day fiance, my partner and everything. Liana Boris will be joining me on the podcast and we'll dive in and talk all about this next episode of 90 day fiance the other way. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.